Nathaniel, how are you doing? What's what's going on? I was trying to think of a witty little uh, line from any of the episodes I could like weave into the intro, like I've done previously. But uh, these were jam packed with uh, so many, so many great lines and one liners, and we'll get to them all. But this is Wasteland High. We are talking um, three amazing episodes of the OC. Welcome back, everyone. I am one of your co-hosts, Dom Esclavon, joined always by. Uh, Guys, do you want to introduce yourselves, please? I'm begging you. Lacey, Nathaniel, one of you. I'm Lacey Stockton. And it's your boy. Oh, my Nathan- boy. Yes. yes. It's your boy, Nathaniel Garofalo, OC uh, lover and mm. uh, Seth appreciator. Seth oh. appreciator, maybe Seth apologist someday. Uh. We'll see. We'll see how long you're riding the Seth Cohen train. Yeah, no, no. I mean, he he's already in some hot water, but it's it's hard mm. to hate the boy, uh, your boy Seth Cohen. Oh, but okay, we'll, we'll get into it. I can't wait. Uh, Lacey, do you have any um any particular characters that you're rocking with hard? I mean, Nathaniel, he's he's got it locked in with Seth Cohen, and I, uh, I still yeah. feel like I'm a Ryan guy this time around. I mean, first time around, I was always like a big Seth head. But I feel like I'm appreciating Ryan more. Mm-hmm. And there's there's a new side of Ryan that I'm seeing on this rewatch mm-hmm. that I'm going to show you guys. I'm going to uh, privy you to. And uh, hopefully you've seen it or you picked up on it. But uh, we'll get into it. Lacey, do you have a character? Yeah, I like Summer. I mm-hmm. I like her development. I like, um, I think she's funny. And yeah, I like watching her kind of grow and you know, also, you know, sort of her character, but you kind of see her actress part, you know, her as an actress, uh, Rachel Wilson kind of grows an actress as well. So yeah, I'm feeling her. Okay, cool. So you're all about summer. He's all about Seth and I'm a rye guy up in this house. No love for uh, little Misha Barton, Marissa Cooper, but you know, one day we'll get a fourth member in here or fifth or sixth. We'll see what happens. We'll get a whole panel. Um, Until then, it's just the three of us chopping it up, talking these eps, Hit me with your high-level thoughts. I want to know what you thought. I want to know your feelings. Um, just everything, guys. Oh, who's who's getting called? Oh, who's important? Getting, getting, getting called? Call. Oh my God, who's calling you right now? It was my dad, Donnie G. Let's get him on the pod. Has he seen the OC? Maybe like five seconds back in like two thousand three or whatever. Oh, yeah. Maybe while well, he was flipping through channels, we we can see what his. Uh, what his takes on see, see what he remembers. Okay. Um, high level thoughts. These are some great apps. Really enjoyed these apps. Oh, oh. uh, I guess we should uh, like reiterate which episodes we watched. Um, the Perfect Couple, The Homecoming, and The Secret. Um, for those of you who don't know, in The Perfect Couple, we, uh, I mean, we get to see the gruesome twosome in all their glory. Uh, really? Caleb and Julie announcing. Well, we get Marissa announcing for all of Newport the union of uh of these two caleb and julie so yeah but i'm sorry i interrupted keep going hit me with your thoughts Lacey and nathaniel yada 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 i thought they were great episodes oh, um, great episodes. Cool, ha- cool. had a lot of fun uh there's a lot of great i tried to write down as many one-liners as i could there's there's a lot of good stuff it was hard to keep track 
Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, let's just start it off with, uh, uh, I, the, the first line I wrote down was, uh, the ocean is so vast. That's the first line you got. The first well, funny it was, one. It was the, well, I don't know. It was when oh, I started okay. taking notes. But right, I, 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 I like that. I like that guy. I was vibing with that guy. Okay, fair enough. Lacey, uh, any high-level thoughts or any uh, big moments you want to talk about? Anything popped in your head? Um, well, I think in the perfect couple, <laughs> my note is the um, the homewreckers trying to make herself a work wife into a real wife. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I was, was, I was sort of what that was Rachel. the perfect couple was hitting off with. Yeah, was Rachel was. Uh, yeah, you guys laid on thick. <laughs> I was uh, I was a little bit in defense of Rachel, but no, she was uh, she was all glistened up. I was watching. I was I didn't notice before, but when she was like stretching and everything, and they were uh, studying whatever case they were working on, she was all like oiled up under her clothing, and the light was hitting oh. her, and Sandy was just like taking it all in. It's like, damn, they were really trying to sell this shit. But he, what? Her and Kirsten are what? Ten years apart? I don't know. It just didn't. No, it didn't trap for me. But he, yeah, we'll get into yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, just like going off that. I mean, it, I, I was re- I was getting a little nervous for Sandy. Oh, really? Um, but I mean, he he, you know, he proved me right in the end that he's a real one. You know, yeah. he, he's not taking the bait. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot that. Of course, this is your first time watching, so you don't know about like the nobility and the righteousness of like the pure-hearted Sandy Cohen. He just he can't be wavered, you know. His his morality is true, and like he is our moral compass for for all all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he so, does play uh, that role. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very important that we see him uh, denied temptation early on, and just take such a moral high ground. Uh, to all the fucked up stuff that he sees throughout the show, you know, and he doesn't do it like I am better than you. And uh, I'm, I'm holding my nose up because I come from the outside. He's sort of just like, we can do better. We like, we have all these resources. We can, we can be better people. Mm-hmm. I feel like is what Sandy is saying. Uh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, perfect couple uh, shit, man. Julian Caleb. Did you ever think Caleb would come back in the mix in this fashion? Because you thought Nathaniel that he was going to be a one-off character. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know that I like was locking anything down like mm. as a guarantee or anything. But he just it, it, the first episode he showed up, I was like, in my mind, I was like, this could be a character that goes either way. That they're going to like milk it for more down the road, or you know, he's just the grandpa that shows up just to cause trouble and like right. one episode. But yeah, I mean, I figured like once the, uh, the lawsuit was going on that he would, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. that he would come back in the mix somehow. Mm. But, um, yeah, I mean, we obviously saw this kind of like weird little possible romantic interaction foreshadowed in his first episode when they were at that like little soiree, Mm-hmm. And Julie Cooper went up to him and was, she was like, getting her hooks in. yeah, acting all desperate. And, uh, I don't mean, know that she was acting desperate. desperate. I mean, her, well, she, she, she just was, found out that her but, husband, but I, I just mean like million. she was like, she wasn't being like totally genuine in that their first interaction. Like she was playing it up to like, 
egg him on. Yeah. And is she genuine in their relationship? I mean, I'm, you know. I I don't think so. I mean, only because she's, I'm sorry, Lacey, you're saying? No, no, no. I'm just saying that, you know, it wasn't clear to me, you know. I, I mean, the way that she pursued Caleb is because she's sort of desperate and maintaining, but, you know, but then she does seem to have some interest in him and her, um, or is she just trying to keep him around? I don't know. I think, I mean, if I can like just play Julie's advocate here, I think it might be a little bit of both where maybe she does care about him, but it's also the financial stability of he is the richest man in this community. Nothing is going to happen to him. And if I glom onto him, therefore nothing will happen to me. Nothing will happen to my girls. Like, I feel like Julie is, she's multifaceted in that way. She's looking for a few things. So it can't be like that black and white where is she, does she really want to fuck him? Uh, Probably not, but I mean, we all make little concessions along the way throughout life, and this might just be Julie's, you know? You know, and I have to say about Julie is, I, you know, the last episode was sort of like, oh my God, she's absolutely horrible. I can never back this chick up. Mm. And then now we're coming into these, you know, this little group of episodes, this three, and by the end of it, I'm like, oh, Julie's not so bad, <laughs> you know? Really? And it's kind of funny how... You know, by mashing them together, putting them in these scenarios, sometimes, you know, somebody who was sort of this villain comes out less of a villain and more of just a person who's trying to survive or just get through it or, you know, it was just it was just kind of funny to me. I was thinking about that because I was we were hating on Julie. Last episode and this episode, I'm like, oh, you know, she's not so bad. Yeah, maybe Julie. uh We've uh, we painted her with too broad of a brush, you know? <laughs> maybe there's finer lines there, and maybe we'll see that as uh, the we'll show see. goes on. We'll see. Who knows? We'll see. Who knows? Well, Kirsten I mean, she... seems to, like, you know, was okay with it, you know, having lunch with her and uh, talking to her and seemed to have gotten over whatever hangup she had with Julie dating her dad. Yeah, but I then... feel like Kirsten got kind of past it too fast. Well, well like, I, mean, I mean, she's, she's, like she's also been, been in a situation, situation before, before where, where Caleb, Caleb just brings a new, a new lady, lady around, you know, and she just yeah, has to deal with it but, for X amount of time. But it's one thing for the ladies that Caleb brings around to be just like young women, like models or whoever who like True. Kirsten doesn't know. But this is like mm. someone she's clashed with a bunch and it, it's like her next door neighbor for all of a sudden to be like this like woman that I know who I have all this like messy history with. And like, we're not on always on great terms is like, she like possibly slept with my dad. Like that's just a messed up thing to have to like come to terms with. And Julie's the reason why Jimmy and Kirsten broke up. Right. Like, cause Julie got pregnant. What? Is that no? Are they or is it because Kirsten found or because Kirsten found Sandy? As of this moment, we don't know why 
Kirsten oh. and Jimmy broke up. Will we find out in a flashback episode? Who's to say? <laughs> it sounds Who like you knows? are to say. <laughs> I'm just throwing things out there. All I'm oh, saying is okay. right now we don't know. So that's not part of I was kind of wondering if that was part of the timeline was that Julie got knocked up from Jimmy. And then that they then that's sort of what happened between Jimmy and Kirsten, or is it that Kirsten moved on and found Sandy? Uh, I don't know. Or they were yeah, already broken maybe up for one some day other that reason. Will be answered up until up until this point. We just have to wonder what's what what happened. You know. Gotcha. Uh, but as for Jimmy goes, I don't believe that he. I mean, the Julie of it all. Like you're, Nathaniel, you're saying like Kirsten has this messy history with this woman. And she now has to grapple with the fact that uh, Julie is sleep, possibly sleeping with her father. But imagine Julie, she, for X amount of years, she's had to be next door to her husband's high school sweetheart. She must, I mean, yeah, she's got a family and everything, but the way, I mean, he signed the divorce papers or whatever. And that afternoon, he was trying to get in it with Kirsten. So obviously he's been like pining for her for years. And Julie, women, people pick up on that. You know, you pick up. It's all vibes, Nathaniel. I, I, I hate to tell you, but it's all vibes. All right. So Jimmy, he's putting him out there hard. He's got real fuck boy energy and <laughs> he's coming after Kirsten like there's no fucking tomorrow. He, so I'm what I'm saying is like, yeah, Kirsten may have to grapple with this, but Julie has had to grapple with this for a while and maybe that's a part of the reason why she went after caleb is also to like psychologically fuck with kirsten a little Ooh, bit that's you know? evil right that's evil i'm just th- <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying i'm hey who knows who knows yeah i don't <laughs> okay, know cool. um, all right well yeah, yeah. I, i'm just <laughs> i'm looking at my notes well <laughs> Uh, if we want to throw a little levity in here with Sandy, uh, another line I really liked from him was, uh, but I wore a jacket. Oh, I knew you were going to fucking love that line. Uh, it was just, yeah, it was just the timing of it and his inflection is, but I wore a jacket. It was perfect. (laughs) Um, Uh, I wanted to take us back to the start of the perfect couple when, uh, the episode starts actually with Kirsten walking in on, Ryan and Marissa getting pretty hot and heavy, uh, getting, you know, steamy, you know, them sheets. They was, they was rocking, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, and I, I just want to take it back to being 16, 17. Guys, did you ever get walked in on by your mom, stepmom, uh, adopted mother who brought you home from juvie? Any of the three? I mean, can you take me back to the embarrassment of that all? Yeah, I mean, like in certain senses, yeah. I mean, it's it 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 just generally like, and then we get more of this obviously in uh, the next episode with kind of like, but more from Seth's perspective with just like having a girl around the house. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Awkwardness with the parents, and it's like. It's like so part of it is like remembering like mm. maybe getting walked in on and stuff, but like also it's just like the memories of like having a, a new person around your interest. family. Yeah, like just having them around the family, but also like 
having that private time in your house where like you're not really supposed to lock the door or like mm. maybe your door doesn't even have a lock and you're kind of trying to like be in the moment with that person but like your your yeah, mind you gotta is listen, like you gotta listen to footsteps right like, outside that door there, there's no peace you know there's no, no, no. uh there's no true absolutely in- not jesus there's no true enjoyment you know is that Donnie g calling again I guess so, yeah. Uh, oh, man, what's up? Is it an emergency? You don't have to wait. Tell him to text you. What's going yeah. on? Hit, um, hit me up on WhatsApp, <laughs> Dad. Yeah, but yeah, so I mean, that's kind of... I mean, but, you know, this situation wasn't that awkward just because... I don't know. I feel like Ryan is... He played cool. He, he's kind of immune to embarrassment in a way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, at least when it comes to this type of stuff, because it brought up the entire question of Ryan's sexuality and how many partners he's had and girlfriends, and I that it I don't know, man. It brought me back to this weird state of just when you're a kid and you kind of hang out with people or you know people who just sort of that person they're always with. X, Y, or Z, you know, they're always with some chick or some guy and you don't know if they're dating them or not, but they're always together. I kind of felt like that was Ryan's vibe. When you see Ryan around in Chino, he's probably like with a crew, like with a crew of people or a group of people, like maybe with Teresa, as we come to find out later on. And uh, you just never know what the official like status is of these people, but you know that they're like intertwined somehow. That's the vibe that uh, Ryan Gale gave yeah, off. Yeah, I didn't like like player Ryan. It seems like he was, Ryan. Yeah, what? it just seemed like he was Look, giving off these like major like vibes. Like I've been with multiple girls, you know, and just like uh, I don't yeah. know. It was like, <laughs> he was playing it cool. I felt like I mean Seth. He was like, oh well, how many year? Like when did you do it? And he was like, well, which time? He he wasn't. I don't think he was playing it like overly like player type. I thought he was just being like, I don't know. He doesn't get asked these questions where he's from because it's not this much of an issue, obviously, Mm -hmm. you know, because of the way he carries himself and uh, just the world he came from. I mean, he just, he's never had a girlfriend, but he's already had sex. You know what I mean? And he's only supposed to be in the universe, 16 years old. So that's, I know. Yeah. It's, that's it's, a lot. Yeah. 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 And yeah. at this point he's had multiple partners and yeah. you don't necessarily know if that means like, you know, literal penis and vagina and just like whatever, but yeah, yeah. he's yeah. had multiple partners. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, 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 that whole thing was like kind of weird. Just the fact that like he is supposed to be 16 and like the fact that he like can't even remember like off the top of his head, like how many people it's been. I'm just like, damn, like, did you start when you were like 12 or something? Like, <laughs> well, okay. All right. There, okay. I know we haven't uh, broached the Beverly Hills 90210 subject yet, but there is a character on that show. Lacey, did you ever watch that show? Yeah, I watched it. Uh, do you remember the, like the legendary character, Dylan McKay? Yes. Uh, he is known in universe for having wild hotel parties in Paris and France when he was 12 years old in, in the story of Beverly Hills, 90210. So really? it kind of made me, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, 
the story starts with them season one when they're 16 and Dylan is like this wild rich kid and people are talking to him. They're like, oh man, you remember a few years back in Paris? You were crazy. A few years back in Paris for him when he would have been 12 or 13. Like, and he was just talking about his wild days, fucking models and shit. And yeah, that's just in universe for that. So it, it just made me think like Ryan is the Chino version of Dylan. So he's just getting it in all oh, Chino at 12 or 13, which is horrible. You know, kids shouldn't be doing that or, or you know, whatever, do whatever, do whatever you want. Kids. I don't have any in my own. So mm, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know if I don't have, what are you saying? <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> just saying well, you're a not, parent. You can't say do whatever you do want. Do whatever I you can. want. 12 year olds. That's I mean, not, you know, <laughs> Actually, I think it's hey, kind of sad that, you know, no one was there to guide him. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, that says a lot, uh, too, that not, he was just out um, there wiling out, that he was out there just getting busy. Yeah. Like, wh- who are these people? What, like, he was just left alone to do whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. Sad. You're right. Mm-hmm. Lacey, you bring up a very valid point. Nathaniel, you've been very mum on this entire subject of Ryan's virginity and this entire uh, topic. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, let's, let's get, let's into, get into, it. into it. His virginity? Well, not, well, not his, his virginity, virginity, but his sexuality and the topic thereof. Uh, 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 he was very uh, taken aback. Yeah. He's getting all getting up off in his grill. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, well, I don't know. Didn't we just talk about it? Oh, didn't I, I have words on it? I had a thought or two, didn't yeah. I? All right, I guess uh, you chimed in. I guess. All right. Um, we can, we but, can breeze on through to whatever you guys want to talk about. But yeah, I thought, okay. I mean, like, in terms of the reaction to it, like, I thought it was good. I was, well, I mean, they didn't really, maybe it was just kind of played for humor ultimately, but like, I thought it was just going to be kind of like a cold open, but then they did kind of bring it up a few more times in terms of, like, having the talk with Ryan. Yeah, I think yeah, it was, like, the like running beat throughout. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't, like, what, do you really need to have, I mean, I don't know. I, I get that in the world there, he's supposed to be 16, but it's, like, a dude like Ryan who's, like, walking around wearing a wife beater, like, I just, like, do you need to have the talk with a guy like that? And, and I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like this talk made. I don't know that it was necessarily the. Do you know what happens when people have sex unprotected? Talk because I'm sure Ryan is well aware of that. I feel like the talk that Sandy and Kirsten were referencing, without necessarily saying, was the maybe it's not appropriate to have like female people in your pool house after a certain time. Maybe it's not okay to have 16 year old sex in our pool house. Yeah. 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 That type of, yeah, that type of, uh, yeah, that's valid. Yeah. I think that's what they're going for. That's valid. Um, uh, so I'm looking at my notes. Oh, the thing I wanted. Okay. I guess Mm. I can drop it here and we can like track it throughout because I have a few like instances, but it's it's definitely in the perfect couple that Ryan uh, that I picked up on this. He is a messy bitch. Oh. And when Nathaniel, do you know what I mean when I say a messy bitch? Because I feel like Lacey's picking up what I'm putting down. She's smelling when I'm stepping. <laughs> you, you look a little confused. Um, I guess elaborate. Okay, so. 
when he finds out about Julie and Caleb, it was a night at least, a night or two before the big boat of it. This motherfucker waits and holds on to that information <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. until they are all on the boat. And yeah. Marissa comes up to him as happy as a fucking clam. Hey, things are going great. What a great day. Thank you for being here. Everything is cool. Oh, just a nice day on this boat. Can't wait. Can't wait for more days like this to come. And that messy bitch, Ryan, who could have told her at any time before then, decides to not tell her in like directly. He tells he he bats he beats around the bush for so long. He what does he say? He goes, uh, she she goes, ah, oh, you know, I can't wait for you know, more days like this or something. He goes, wouldn't count on it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. No, yeah, the the thing is that like I, I mean I totally agree and I, I definitely like had he those is a messy bitch. I had those thoughts a lot throughout all of these episodes, kind of, but um yeah, like whenever he gets some information or like a secret that he doesn't know that's going to hurt someone, specifically Marissa, like, yeah, instead of like just stopping and thinking for five seconds about what he should do, he acts like a complete asshole, doesn't know what to do, and then tells the person, reveals the information at the worst possible time. Like, yeah, like you were saying, all he would have had to do is be a fun, nice boyfriend on the boat. In that moment. In yeah. that moment. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and, then, and then the next night, while they're alone in his bedroom or something, sit her down and be like, look, I got some tough information for you, but I feel like you really need to know. Let's think about this. I'll be here for you. Here's the information. And then they deal with it alone with cool and heads. Like, if she's like, why him. didn't you tell me earlier? He could say, I didn't want to cause a scene on the yacht. You're having a great time. Like that would have, but then again, then there'd be no or let scene. Or let Julie tell her because that was sure. what Julie yeah. had said to Ryan, yeah. which yeah. in other terms was, I'm going to tell her on my yeah, own time when I'm ready, you know? Who knows what their relationship, what if it was just for that night and then they had, you know, who know? Ryan doesn't know what happened. What if they broke up that night or yeah. like, we're like, you know what? What if this was yeah. right? fling and... <laughs> Caleb was coming over to like just settle things or something. Yeah, that was, <sighs> I did actually in the moment that Marissa like dropped the ball when she had the mic in my head, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I could easily see this going the way of like all of a sudden Julie and, uh, mm, he, they look Caleb. at each other and they're like, what? And then Ryan all like realizes that he misinterpreted what mm. was going on. Right. Like, right, right. Because he just like if you think oh, about that's it, all he, he saw. saw. Yeah, like he, he saw, was. Yeah, he was on a balcony through like trees and brush and saw like them get close to each other. Like, and then she wa- walked him in and gave, or like she gave, she walked Caleb in and gave Ryan like a glare. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. like, like I feel like the like the most reasonable thing he could have done, assuming he needs to say something, would be to go to Mercy and be like. Hey, it was kind of weird. I just saw yeah. I saw uh, my my step grandpa like visit your mom or whatever. You know, like yeah, or float it by Seth. That will get the ball rolling. Yeah, like, enough people will find out after that. Yeah, it's definitely then not. It's a, not on him. It's definitely not enough to like play mm-hmm. it the way he did. 
Like, no, no, no. Not. Like, he could have easily just walked into the house, flippantly said, hey, Caleb's next door at Julie's to anyone in the house. Yeah. And it would have been settled. Like, no issue. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the, he's that a way. messy fucking bitch. <laughs> he, dude, like, we were watching this last night, and I was like, Ryan, you messy bitch. I was watching yeah. it. I couldn't believe it. I mean, he, he just sat on that information and just waited, and he prodded Marissa with it. And I was just like, what What am I watching here? I'm watching the messiest bitch in Newport. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's what I want to track from here on out throughout the season I mean, is how messy Ryan is. He, I mean, these were like, just going off this kind of theme that we're noticing in Ryan. I mean, these three episodes in particular, he was just, mm. he, he was messy as hell. All three of these episodes in different all ways. Right. Like, right. I, like I, like at the beginning, you said you're vibing with Ryan. Like I wanted to like slap him upside the head a few times. Like through, I'm through vibing with Ryan only because like I'm watching it and I am so fucking entertained because I never really picked up on how fucking messy is it. Like before I thought he was like this quiet, calm, like brooding dude who all this shit happens around. And I'm like, no, he has a role in all of this. He is, he could easily stop this shit. But he he's like playing it up to 10. I don't know. So I'm picking up on it and I love every minute of it. Yeah, I mean, it's wild. Uh, I mean, if if we want to start getting into the Thanksgiving yeah. episode. Uh, yeah, the homecoming. Well, Let's go. Ju- just to, I actually just have like a few random notes from the last episode just that I wrote down. Sure. Like, I thought it was interesting. I'm definitely picking up a lot more of these like little like meta moments especially mm-hmm. with seth like i feel like i think there was like two moments where one was was seth said something like oh am i just like the comic relief or whatever yeah so um, right before he said that um it was like when they were talking to ryan or not talking to ryan about having the talk and seth had he said what you got in trouble like who'd you hit he just said that under his breath very quickly and I thought that was a very another like another meta thing. Like, of course, Ryan got in trouble, but if he got in trouble, he had to have hit someone. So I just wanted to float that out there. But yeah, go for it. What was your other thing? Oh, uh, well, it, it was less meta and just more of like, I think Ryan said something like, sometimes I think you just talk to like produce <laughs> yeah, noise. Sounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He's sometimes I do. I love it. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just Seth, uh, he's always doing a tight five. Can you guys see this picture of Anna? Oh, that's my... Do you have that? Who has that in their notes? Who's I got that on their fucking is... bingo card? My notes hold on, there's that. Anna's it... hat. Can we talk about this? Yeah. There's, uh, hold on, there's, there's this one. Yes. That was that, two of them, man. That was, that was the one that I was like... Jesus I didn't, fucking Christ. Christ. I, didn't, I didn't put it in my notes, but... Yeah, like normally she's presented herself in like a pretty like casual way yeah, for two thousand three. For for two for two thousand three, where like yeah. nothing she's ever worn up until that point stood out to me as something insane. But yeah, when Seth goes up to her in that scene, I was just oh, like, we should talk, or uh, we should say that we're talking about uh, Anna's uh, newsy newsy hats. Is right. that what they're called? Yeah. But, I was trying to remember. Like, I was like, I know they have a like, name. But there's there's like one, the one that was bright pink. Yeah, there's one that's like more of a Kangle hat. It's yeah, it's a bright pink fuzzy Kangle hat. Is what she's wearing. Oof. Yeah, I she Damn. like. Damn. I was 
those are some bold choices that she made. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and especially for someone, it seemed like a little out of character because she's supposed to be this like kind of nerdy, like she's into like D and D and like other stuff, but she's like wearing this very bright, fuzzy pink. I think she's hat. supposed to just be like an individual. It's a very to show- on trend hat though for the time right like people were like you know paris hilton was like wearing this kind of hat paris was out there wearing that hat so i could see why that was a little little out of character for anna yeah well i I can see why that was uh, but doesn't she sort of have that wafy paris hilton sort of look but but like i mean she does but like her character so far has been very much like you'd think that she would be the one off in the corner, like making fun of Paris Hilton or yeah. like, pop culture or something. I mean, making fun of Paris Hilton in like the like thing that is or was Paris Hilton, sure. But I don't think she'd be making fun of maybe the fashion or whatever. She might be blending it into her own as we've seen thus far. And I mean, this is what our third appearance or fourth appearance of Anna and already we're we're having these fiery debates of her character Nathaniel Lacey I love it let's keep it going let's keep I, it going cheers I was, um, so I was actually having a little bit of issue with is that an image comics shirt I just, <laughs> yeah. yeah dig it <laughs> um, nice. I was having a little bit of a problem with her um, like she seemed to talk a little like baby talk I don't mm. know like as the episodes were going it's and I like I have my own thoughts about you know little girls and kids talking you know girls especially talking like baby talk but what are she, your thoughts she, get into it she no her, no her just her like do you think it propels them further like, in the workplace is that why you don't want to <laughs> controversial thoughts no her like her no like her tone her um oh my god that sounds so sexist um. <laughs> Damn, talking about a woman's policing. tone of voice, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that wow. now. Why don't you just but let her little, speak the way like, that she's like, comfortably speaking? Well, is it though like a little like pixie, like mousy? Like well, that's what the, we were saying, right? Is yeah. like she's the prototype for the manic pixie dream girl, I think, for uh, teen shows. Because but, before this, I can't think of really anyone in that category. I mean, but also like in her defense, like she's been down bad a little bit with Seth. Like she's got to like pull out True. all the tricks in her book to like land the C- Seth Cohen, you know? But why should one of them be the baby voice, Nathaniel? Why? <laughs> well, look, Summer has her arsenal of things in, in Summer's tool belt to like mm. get, uh, get Seth or get boys in general. And she, and, and Anna's just got to, use what's in her tool belt. And I guess it happens to be this kind of like floaty. Um, yeah. It's yeah. like sort of lilty, like, <laughs> like I can't, I can't make yeah, out like some it's, of the words. It's, it's almost, it's almost like a precursor to the kind of like indie, like the indie girl, like, uh, like the indie folk kind of like singing in like 2006, mm. seven, that kind of, Came about. Yeah, that's Do you know yeah. what I'm talking uh-huh. about? The kind of like. I feel you. Yeah. So I, I think she's like a trailblazer, honestly. Oh, for sure. 100%. So uh, as far as. Uh, I mean, because. So you, Nathaniel, are a Seth lover. And 
you, Lacey, are a summer lover. So I'm wondering, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's obvious, Lacey, where you stand, you want summer to win out in this. I want her to be happy, whatever, you know, whatever she decides. Oh, you just want her happiness. (laughs) Okay. I was going to say like, who are we rooting for, uh, getting, uh, getting to the prize that is Seth Cohen. Not that I like framing it that way, but that this is the show that we're watching. Josh Schwartz, thank you. This is where we are. All right. Yeah. The I like, I was liking Anna less her, just the way that she was going about Seth and mm. the way that she was really bad talking Summer and the way that she would talk to Summer to her face. Um, you know, you know, making fun of her, you know, to her. I just thought it was a little disrespectful just because she liked Seth. And it just seemed, mm. you know, kind of out of character from the way she was introduced in the beginning mm. where to to sort of be this, you know, and it's kind of that classic, you know, girl, you know, honestly, blonde haired girl versus brown haired oh. girl sort of storyline. Yeah, yeah. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Oof. Hate to see it. Tale as old as time, folks. When will these shackles be broken that are around us? I wonder. Nathaniel? Um, yeah, I mean, if we're, if we're getting into the whole, like, Anna versus Summer and, like, how Seth handled it all, like, in terms of, like, my boy Seth, like, I, I think he definitely, like, every time, objectively, objectively speaking, in the thanks, his actions in the Thanksgiving episode, you know, I, I can't condone it, you know, it's not, he does not have a leg to stand on. No, but, but. I will say in, in his defense, if you, if we're time traveling back to when, you know, into the early high school days and you're 16, like, I feel like that's a dream. I feel like I can, while I can't condone his actions, I can empathize with Seth because, well, but, but not just because it's, I feel like it goes beyond the like, oh, it's two like hot girls and it's great. No, like, man, I, I, I'm, I'm yeah, because go, yeah, yeah, because because what I'm gonna say, and yeah, it seems like y- you understand what I'm trying to put down here is that when you have lived a life growing up where you feel like no, no one of the opposite sex has ever paid attention to you, mm-hmm. and you've you feel generally kind of like worthless or unwanted like like uh, all these crushes or you know everyone's out of your league you're never going to get any attention and then all of a sudden one day like something in the universe just flips and like you suddenly i don't know become a, a more desirable person whether it's just people around you getting more mature or something changes in you and all of a sudden this uh, seth who's lived this undesirable life has two people who he, who he does find attractive and who are really cool people uh, are suddenly paying attention to him. And yeah, it's easy, I think, to fall into that kind of like, like why, like to be in Seth's head in that moment, in that day on Thanksgiving, like how could I turn down someone hmm. after an entire life of never even getting this far? Like how could I look Damn. A, a beautiful woman in the eye who's who, who likes me and say no to you like how could Oof, how could i, I don't know dude. say no i was with you up until a point it kind of sounds like you're saying like how can seth cohen deny the lady seth cohen and well yeah sure i mean he, he <laughs> i mean no, no, no that, I, I that's what you're putting down no yeah, i get no, what you're no. saying 
Yeah, no, that 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 I didn't mean it in that way. Definitely, like I, I don't mean like, I oh, how, how can no. anyone say no to Seth? I'm no. just saying, he's how been, can how can he's so alone for so long that all of a sudden there's there are multiple people that find him romantically uh, viable. Uh, they see him as an option, whereas before everyone looked past him. So, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Definitely, uh, what I was thinking was more of. Uh, maybe it's in the same line of what you were going for, but um, he's just in this situation. It's like the conversation he was having with Sandy, where he said, well, just tell Anna that you like Summer. And that was what you know Sandy had said. And uh, Seth was just like, ah, I'd love to, but... And Sandy was taken aback. He was like, oh, well, shit. I, if you have feelings for Anna, then I guess you have to tell Summer. And he was like, I, I like them both, which I feel like in that moment should have told Seth, maybe he just needs to chill 100%, leave them both alone. But if he were going to, going to choose either of them, I would have told him to choose Anna only because his entire life, he's on this whole crush with Summer. He's after Summer his entire life. All of a sudden, when someone else is showing him attention and showing uh, that he has qualities that one would find desirable, that's the only time Summer is around. And now uh, I'm just saying that Seth is attracted to this new woman that this other person who's completely different from everyone else in Newport, but seems to have a lot of his common interests. I would say, you know, Look into that. Just spend some time with her. Maybe not even in a romantic sense, just because you haven't even had a friend before, except for Ryan. Maybe just like hang out for a little while and see what that's like. You know, yeah. I don't know. That that was going to be the next thing that I said or kind of like got into was just I feel like the obvious choice, at least for right now, is Anna, just because I do feel kind of lacy what you were getting at earlier, but more in Summer's defense, I sort of feel a little more empathy for Anna just in the sense that like, yeah, like she came in and she's basically like, hi, I think you're a cool, interesting person. I like you. Let's be around each other and hang out. Like totally genuine from the get go. And then Seth, you know, can't, I mean, it's valid if he just doesn't like her in general, but like, assuming he does, which he kind of said he has, like, yeah. I just feel like it's, it's super shitty to kind of lead her on a little bit, but kind of keep her around and to just totally deny that genuine attraction and interest right from the get go in favor of Dom, like you said, Summer, who is only really interested in him when he's not available or denying her. Right. You know? So it, it seems like, like, I get it from Seth's perspective, but at the same time, like, yeah, it seems that Anna is more of a, a yeah. valid and it, choice. It, it breaks my heart every time I watch it because I remember being in Seth's shoes in a couple of those instances and or even watching it and just not thinking to myself, oh, yeah, pick Anna. I would always like think, oh no, you have to go after the summer. Mm. But yeah, like as an adult watching this back, it's like, 
Well, one, maybe just chill, you know, cool off because so many hormones. Like I'm watching this. I'm just like, maybe you guys just need to be friends and just not do this. Mm-hmm. But and then it's just like, well, what about the person that you have more in common with or the person that you seem to be able to talk with more easily? You know, um, not the person that you're so contentious with all the time. I don't know. Um, same goes for Ryan and Marissa. What the fuck do you, you what are you guys talking about? Right now, it's <laughs> what just do they have out. in common? I don't know. What are they talking about? Drama. They're bangs? <laughs> They're bang. Yeah, exactly. Drama. Those messy bitches. <laughs> I um, I was going to say, though, if it's Thanksgiving already, how much time has actually passed <laughs> from the previous episodes? Because it, mm. Uh, it seems to me that at least we're talking a few months from the start well, of school. Yeah, because if you track it, um, they said that uh, the Tijuana trip was the last weekend before school starts, and it coincided with uh, Comic-Con, which was the first weekend in August. So, yeah, they've been in school since early August. So Marissa and Ryan have been dating since, let's say, early to mid-August. Yeah, and so you would assume that also means that Anna and Seth had been friends throughout that time frame, too. So they had had some time to spend as being friends. Um, So, you know, I'm just, you know, just saying that. that Anna's (laughs) complaint, that's what? And and I was going to say that, um, yes, the idea that Seth was with another girl sort of brought summer in but also Seth was sort of entering summer's world at that time too so Seth wasn't really on summer's radar so it's not like she's you know she was stringing him along and then somebody was interested counterpoint Lacey counterpoint do you remember that party Caleb Nichols party where she was like networking all the richest dudes in town yeah so you're telling me she's well aware of all the richest dudes in town but she like didn't know who Caleb Nickel was. You brought that point up before, didn't you? So you said that she's always known who Seth was. Oh, that's possible. Oof. I don't know. <laughs> the timeline throws me off because it, it was all of a sudden Thanksgiving, and it's like I know where did that's that because of I oh, didn't they dropped that, that because of the World Series. So this aired on Fox, and Fox has. Uh, they have to air the World Series every October, whenever that shit airs. So that's part of the reason why the OC got such a cult hit early on, is it was the only thing airing in the summertime, and it aired up until um, like right when um, the World Series started for those four weeks. So from August until like September were all the episodes up until you know the homecoming or whatever. Okay, and then in conclusion with the whole Seth Summer, Anna, we did get a lot of Captain Oates uh, time in in that episode. And and Anna was totally into Captain Oates. True that. that. Everyone Um, was into Captain Oates. if we could just talk about this for like a quick second, like it was kind of brought up earlier. Like Nathaniel, we're on a podcast right now. We can talk about it for however long you need. You know what? Never mind. Time's tight. We'll, we'll move no, on. No, talk about it. True, true. No, but like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like still going off this whole like, just everyone like Ryan and Marissa, Seth, um, Anna, and Summer, like just all all the main like love interest dynamics, like. 
I feel like the only two people we've ever seen have like genuine, like actual dialogue conversation between one another is Seth and Anna. <laughs> like I like what's a conversation like name me a con- like show me a conversation between Ryan and Marissa that isn't like wrought with just either sexual tension or like some dr- like overblown drama about something. And like summer, summer and Seth, it's less conversation and more it's like all banter. It's all it's just like comedic banter, like yeah, like little like bickering. True, true. Like we oh, we've yeah. got we've gotten not like a bunch of scenes, but we've gotten quite a few between Seth and Anna, where it seems like I buy you two actually conversing and having like genuine conversations be- between each other that I would believe. Right. No, you're not wrong. Uh, so, that's- so Summer's sort of the underdog in this situation because, you know, you think that Anna and Seth should be together because they vibe so much. And now I'm rooting for Summer. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, you would think, but Summer, I mean, Seth just, he has blinders on for Summer to the point where he is just, I it's, don't know. It's we'll, just we'll not, see. it's just not. Yeah, like I struggle with it. Like I do appreciate that Summer's kind of like evolving and coming to realize all these things and changing a little bit. But like still, she is evolving. In yes. terms in terms of Seth's attraction for her, like we've talked about a little bit on the show before, like it's just it really just is um not totally justified from my perspective. Like it, it seems like it's just this crush rooted in Nostalgia and no argument for me. Uh, Lacey uh-huh. is the one that you have to convince. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think that yes, Seth and Rachel or not Rachel Summer. <laughs> Seth and Summer. Um, you mean Jimmy and Rachel? <laughs> yeah. yeah that's it. Well, well, Rachel Bilson is her name, right? So is Bilson. We- so, yes, we're trying we're to get you out. I, oh, we're on a first oh, name sorry. basis. I'm so sorry. With the other Rachel, same <laughs> I'm sorry, Jimmy I'm taking you out of the universe. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying? No. Um, Summer and Seth do actually vibe. They had that cute little morning in uh, right before they went to Tijuana, where they. Um, had little breakfast and they were reading uh, the paper and they were up, totally vibing. Those are the old they episodes. They were vibing and, you know, they just haven't connected yet uh, I mean, on interests, but they might have, you know. They were kissing, they were making out pretty hot and heavy in, uh, in that pool house. They're getting it in, you know. Took me by surprise. I wasn't I wasn't expecting that from uh, from Seth. He was, oh, yeah. he was ready and, I mean, just letting lips fly, both well, ladies. he was taking off his shirt. And yeah. I was like, whoa, that, I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> he was like, Seth, though, in those scenes, like, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I'm sh- I don't want to, I can't, like, get into his head in terms of, like, having to, the comedic juggling that he's having to do in that scene. Like, mm. it was pretty slap, like, slapstick levels, but, like. Nonetheless, like he would go in and like take advantage of the situation for like 10 seconds. You know, it, he'd walk in and be like, okay, I'm back. Like five, 10 seconds of extreme making out. He's like, oh, you know what? Be right back. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, damn it. I don't know. At least like use yeah, the well, opportunity, <laughs> at least use the opportunity to like 
make some decisions in terms of like mm. who you want to be with. Like ask some questions. Yeah. Like he, he, he just went in and it was like, okay. Yeah. Just like, he was basing off a kiss and he just wanted to make out. I mean, I guess these were his first kisses, right? I mean, after summer, that first time on that boat, these mother, I mean, yeah, the, must, must've been the most action Seth has ever seen in his life. Yeah. All right. I mean, I guess we're, we're at Thanksgiving. We meet a new character, someone from Ryan's past. And I want to shout out Nathaniel. You did after I gave a little hint that the homecoming was not about a big homecoming dance. You did guess what it uh, would be about, uh, which it was uh, Ryan having to go home. And uh, <sighs> yeah, yeah I would, why he I, had to go home, which stupid shit, shit, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, now we're like looping back to the whole like to the pilot Ryan. Well, the pilot, but also Ryan just being like messy as fuck. Like mm. this was just like Talk I was like, like you know, the episode starts innocently enough when you know he gets the call from his brother, and I'm like, all right, like he's gonna go back home. Like some, I, I just like obviously I know some fucked up shit's gonna like go down, um, but. But is this Ryan's fault, the fucked up shit that goes down? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, tell me about it. Why? Because, I, I, okay, so yeah, I mean, like, he... he and goes, you agreed with him? You agreed with Nathaniel? I agreed with Nathaniel. He, oh, yeah. Right. He, he, okay, so he goes to visit his brother, and Marissa comes along with him. And uh, it, his brother doesn't even give Marissa the time of day, which is like no good but um so she goes off and fucking sits in the corner while he's like little bro i need you to do this fucking thing for me (laughs) and he's like oh i can't and like and then i think it just kind of like hard cuts to him back with marissa in the car when he's like saying he's gonna like send her home and that like he has to do this thing and she's like why and he's like he just like turned on his whole fucking brooding thing where he's like, you don't understand. I just, I just literally have to, like, there's just literally no other way. It's just like literally impossible. And then you even get the scene with the dude who has the car later. He's like, he's like, you don't have to do this. You know that, right? But you, okay. You do understand that he did have to do it. If he didn't, Why? his brother would have been fucked up in jail. Like maybe murdered. Uh, and his brother fucked up his whole fucking life. And he- Got him. You don't have a brother. You don't understand what it's like, man. You don't want to see them die. And especially, especially, uh, okay, it seemed like it was just the whole arrangement of a pickup situation because the car had already been stolen. So I don't really see how they couldn't make that work out, like without involving Ryan. Well, he just needed someone he could trust, I guess. And everyone else apparently fucking hates Trey because. They, uh, those dudes at the body shop all beat up a 16. Well, they were ready to beat up a 16 year old boy. Well, like, like they were okay. just like, fuck Trey. And okay. because of Trey, we're going to beat you up. But, but hold on. Okay. Like, uh, I get that it's, uh, it's maybe it's for a payment. I, I know, but I, okay. But hold on. Let me just like run through this, Daniel, this, is how this, this, works. this logic really quick. Okay. So Trey just needs money, right? No. It has to, it like, the car is crucial. Yes. Okay, yes. but then whatever. Still, the the point I was going to make, I, I can't make anymore. But still, <laughs> like, I, I get, like, whatever. It's his brother and blah, blah, blah. But, like, 
so much is at risk for Ryan in this situation. It, it's not just help your yeah. brother. It's not just help your brother out. So I'm just saying, like, at what point does it become unreasonable? Because uh, if this went like really wrong, and Marissa wasn't there or something, um, Ryan could have lost everything. Everything yeah. that he had. Mm-hmm. I think that is mm-hmm. completely unreasonable. Yeah, uh, I, I I would never say that there's any um, any reason uh, or obligation Ryan has, whether it's his brother or not, that he would have to willingly put his whole life and well-being at risk. Yeah, and Ryan's going to have to learn how to say no to his brother. And um, his brother obviously has gotten him into a lot of situations you know, in the first episode, you know, he's robbing the car with him, you know? So, so I do think that, you know, Ryan, it was an opportunity for Ryan to recognize when he needs to get himself out of trouble and not, you know, go along with Trey, but you know, he didn't, That's you know, and he got lucky. And all, and also just like, yeah, he was just lucky. Marissa was there, but, but also really quick, just like, just also just in terms of, um, Ryan's like mental state or whatever you want to call it. Like he just completely devolved again into like being a complete, a uh, complete piece of shit to Marissa over the whole situation. Like, mm. like she, well, all, all she wanted to do was help. And he was just like, in my basically boy, just Ryan like get, messy get the- Ryan Atwood's defense in his defense. <laughs> I'm interjecting in messy Ryan's defense, Nathaniel. Ryan is still on probation. All right. Marissa did not tell Ryan or anyone else that she was going with Ryan. Like she, she's dipped out. So let's say Julie finds out, like she doesn't know where Marissa is. She doesn't know she's with Ryan. She reports uh, Marissa missing. When all this shit goes down, they get pulled over by the cops. What's your name? Marissa Cooper. You're, you've been reported missing. I don't know. Ryan Ryan Atwood on probation, shots fired, bam, bam, bam. But He's hashtag okay, that's justice all, for Ryan Atwood. That's, that's, that's what just happened because okay, of you. But that's all good. That's all fine and well and everything. But like, Rip. there's Rip there's no way in hell that that's the reason Ryan wanted her to go home. No, he said you put me at risk. Like after everything uh, with your mom. Or something like he but yelled I, at her about that. I, I still you like keep up with the dialogue, Ryan. Yeah, yeah, he no, 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 no. I, I he, feel he, he throws it in there. But I feel hmm. like those are just excuses. I feel like he oh. wants her. I feel like he wants her gone, and he's gonna like say anything he can Ooh, to to get her out of there. Deeper. All right, I'll say I'm thinking it's, it's all deeper. Surface level. I'm thinking it's deeper. Ooh. I'm thinking. Oh. I, I think he's being like selfish in that uh, whole interaction with. Uh, with Marissa, I just I, I feel like I, I don't get like in those scenes where he was like being short with her and like telling her to go home. Like I didn't really, regardless of what he was saying on the surface level, I feel like um he yeah I don't know. I, I feel like he's just like you don't belong here. I'm like cursed to like this is my like cross that I have to bear kind of thing. Like I think he's being a little like. Hmm. Whatever you want to call that. Melodramatic? Like, yeah. Lacey, thoughts? Do you agree? You agree with this piece of shit, Nathaniel? <laughs> I think. Boy, oh, Messy Ryan, melodramatic? 
Well, yes, we know that already. But, yeah, he crazy. <laughs> but he but he also has I mean it's just it's just sort of like he is not quite given up his old life and still needs to reconcile his old life and his new life and that was kind of this 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 sort of this crossroads showing us who Ryan used to be and then his brother made a little comment about you know being an unlucky Atwood, mm. you know, it's the Atwood curse or something like yeah. that. Mm, and it's yeah, sort of like reinforcing got. this like a uh, confidence <sighs> issue that Ryan has yeah. and kind of putting him back to a place. It's really not healthy for him to be back there. And so I, I don't think he should have gone back there. I think he should have just, you know, moved on and, um, yeah, I think it was too soon. I don't think he necessarily shouldn't have gone back to visit Trey. I just think it should have been on his own terms and not when Trey needed something. Yeah, yeah. I understand that this was a life or death situation. And thank God Ryan stepped in to save his brother. As messy as uh, Ryan is, he's still he's a savior of people. So chalk that down. Chalk yeah, that down. I just, um, I just feel like, yeah, like Lacey was saying, like I, I feel like Ryan just has it too much in his head that yeah, because like I, I could almost picture like a scenario like ten years down the line, you know, like he's got he's married and he's got kids and he's st- and you know he's living a a great life, um, a well off life, and um, you know his brother or someone from his family, his mom comes back is like, oh, I need you to come back to Chino and rob a bank for me. It's the At- <laughs> it's the Atwood curse, and then all of a sudden like Marissa would come in and be like. Hey, it's little Ryan's uh, first birthday party. And he's like, don't fucking talk to me. And she's like, where are you going? He's like, got to rob a fucking bank for, for, for Trey. And, and she's like, what the hell are you talking about? Like we have, it's, it's little Ryan's birthday. And like, no, like absolutely not. And he's like, you don't, you don't understand. Like I have to. I just have to. A brooding stare and staring at her. And this series got uh, shut down after only four seasons. Because if it went to like season nine, I could see that happening. That that could have been a possibility. Yeah, like I, I just the way it's going, like it just seems like he's gonna like carry this forever. And it's just Mm. like it's just like you gotta you gotta just cut ties. Yeah, man, burn it all, burn it all down. Just walk Damn, away. I want to take like sound bites of certain episodes and play them back for us later on because this is going to be beautiful. Anyways, let's move on. We didn't even talk about Teresa. We didn't even talk about her. Did we? Did uh, we I mean, like, what's I mean, it, it was, what's it say? It was yeah. a little, you know, it was a little taste from Ryan's past and maybe she'll pop up again later. Who knows? Oh, Who's to say? Right. I don't know. These oh. characters, the, the way these characters work, we think they're here for one episode. And, that is true. I, mean, I Trey, did not think about that. Did we ever that. think we would see Trey again? Here's Trey in jail. You know? Um, I mean, if if the show wants to keep torturing Ryan throughout the seasons, they're going to have to bring back all his fucking long lost family members. Like, his dad's probably going to show up at some point. Oh yeah! <laughs> Every time things are going well for Ryan, uh, one of his family members is going to fucking pop up. Is that and, your prediction? Pull some shit. Yeah, it's my prediction. <laughs> oh man. Um, I mean, I could tell you right now if you want. I mean, no, so, you're no spoilers. What? I I, okay. I I feel like yeah, it's a, that that trend has already been set. 
somewhat. So I, kind of, I mean, I for shits and giggles, I want to tell you, like, if theoretically, if we were to see Ryan's father, who that person would play, like who that I just, who the actor I, would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I couldn't throw it. I couldn't get it out. I don't know why, but I yeah, just. Mm. I mean, okay. we don't know much about him other than he's a piece of shit, probably. Yeah, I just, that's going to be in the ether. If you guys ever want to throw out a guess, like it can be a running thing where we keep where we have like a board where we just have names and we take names off or we put names on that we think uh, maybe <laughs> Ryan's dad, the possibility of the actor who plays Ryan's father. Because I know. Oh, go for it. I yeah. was going to say, speaking of dads, are we going to... Ah, yeah. We're gonna, I mean, we I was trying to talk... Yeah, I was trying, trying to get into Chino, but no, we, 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 uh, we can get into the secret. secret. Yeah, the secret. Yoga Lattes. Yoga Lattes, yes. Uh, this might be um, one of my favorite episodes, specifically because of the way it ends. And of course, we'll get there. It's got one of the best endings of uh, any OC episode, hands down. But uh, it starts off, you know, pretty normal, you know, in the Cohen kitchen. Everyone's vibing the, uh, well, Ryan's giving Seth shit, saying he's got the summer flu. Maybe he needs some antibiotics. Goddamn. Goddamn, Ryan. Busting a gut. Uh, that was another one of Seth's funny lines is uh, he kept tracking when Ryan would make a joke. And he'd be like, oh, my God. Did you guys know Ryan is funny now? He's he makes jokes. Uh, I love that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, and then you got Sandy throwing out yoga lattes, uh to to Kirsten and uh, uh, Seth and Kirsten called it when they said that the two of them hadn't done anything in a long time to like fuck anything up. And I guess I don't know. I hadn't thought of it that way, but I guess in every episode, Ryan or Sandy has fucked something up. In some way, that's the way Seth and Kirsten are framing it. I don't know if you guys saw it that way. Yeah. I know Ryan has burned down a house and punched someone, but I don't know. Uh, either just way. Some, just someone. Just some, a couple. Yeah, just Luke. <laughs> all right? Just, it's just Luke. All right? In the grand yeah. scheme of things, it's nothing. Uh, so let's get into it. Let's talk uh, the secret. Guys. Lacey, you text me yesterday. You're like, a secret. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. So we we, we find out that um, Luke's father is... Carson Ward. What is it? Carson? Carson Ward, yes. Awesome. Carson Ward is having an affair with his business partner. Gus. Seems normal. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, male name, male name. This was uh, this was in 2003, back when you know, uh, two men selling cars meant uh, something different, if you will. Uh, I thought I, back. Okay, so watching this episode in 2003, it was I believe they were doing this thing where. They would hype up the uh, the trailer of the episode, and they they were like, "You're not gonna believe the secret on the next episode of the OC." So everyone was like, "Oh shit, what's the secret gonna be?" Oh, coming like and watching this now and realizing like they were hyping this up, and this was like some big payoff as this secret that would shock and rock the community. I mean, 
what if anything what like watching this back and knowing the trajectory of the show and the characters and everything and just watching how this episode played out it would have made 10 times more sense for luke to have been the one to have come out <laughs> or to no i mean that completely in all seriousness every episode up until this point he has I mean, and not to say that all people who um, are aggressive and um, mean and use um, derogatory terms towards gay people are closeted themselves, but he is like displayed this aggression towards Seth and called him queer and the F word and like made so many gay jokes to the mm-hmm. point where you would think that the guy had something that he was hiding, you know? And for it to be like this huge secret I don't know man it just kind of felt like weak like they were they had to have a gay character in the mix somewhere in this universe to say that they do and you gotta find a way to bring Luke into the fold I guess and I don't know it brings drama so this but I don't it just felt weak to me watching it now in retrospect and it just felt like maybe they should have gone a different direction with Luke and made, I don't know, made his character gay. Especially, I mean, the character or the actor, Chris Carmack, he goes on to play a gay uh, rodeo singer in uh, this Lone Star show, I think. Or I think it, I think it was called Lone Star. I forget. But uh, uh, yeah. Go yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I like I liked the episode, but yeah, it just seemed like you know when at the beginning before we know what the secret is and like luke is like back in the mix i was like okay you know some drama might get stirred up by this like i don't know like it it didn't seem like like when luke came back in for this episode i was like okay something's gonna happen oh they're like buddy they're like partners for this thing i'm like I'm like, okay, I mean, that's like awkward, but like, what's really the threat here? Like, clearly Marissa is over him, Luke, right? Right. I'm I'm just like, what what are they trying to do with this? And then it keeps going. And then once we find out that's the secret and then Ryan's got the secret, I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like, I don't know what, what it ultimately like accomplished other than making Luke kind of this outsider. But like you were saying, you could have gotten the same result with, cause, cause where it end, I do think the ending was great and we could talk about that more in detail, but like, you know, at the end, Luke is kind of goes through this whole ordeal and he's kind of this outsider in the school. Now I don't know where, the, if they're going to do anything more with it, but like, yeah, like you could have gotten that same exact outcome, but 10 times more effective if it was Luke, but it's just like this guy who we've never seen before. Yeah. He, the parents <laughs> of a side character. Yes. And no, the parents of our bully this entire yeah. time. Not even, so now you're giving us a reason to care for the bully, but up until this point, he's just been this aggressor. He's been this hurdle for our hero to overcome. And now that he's overcome it, you're telling us we have to care about him because his father is gay. Whereas I feel like you could have you know, just made him gay. I mean, his aggression towards Ryan might have made some more sense. You know, Do you, you think had- he maybe on some level knew already about his dad and just hadn't actually Maybe. seen it in person. Maybe. Hmm. Yeah. 
kids kids pick up a lot. I was going to say and this this the you know uh, the, uh, the the um, premise of the um, dad and the partner is also the storyline for Grace and Frankie. If you ever watched that show, oh no, I haven't. <laughs> but uh, no, nah, it's been highly recommended. <laughs> anyway, so it's it's like in the first episode, so I hopefully I'm not ruining it for anybody. But ah, spoilers! They for, like for hope, you know it comes out in the first episode, but. Um, I thought it was funny because it kind of reminded me of Grace and Frankie when when I saw it. Speaking of Grace and Frankie, did you hear June Diane Rayfield is starting her own new podcast with uh, Jessica Sinclair? Who? Never mind. <laughs> yeah. She's um, Grace and Frankie. Frankie obviously, obviously, you don't watch. I do watch. I will. I've watched a few seasons, but. Uh, oh, you're not a real GNF head. Not like oh, God. No. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, just kind of, like, going off all this, like, yeah, again, we're getting Ryan, like, not knowing how to handle a fucking situation. Um, that he is inserted in, you know? Because yeah, he, and, 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 like... He doesn't have to say anything. anything. Yeah, the way that he handles himself, especially towards Marissa after the night where he finds out the secret, like, the way he's acting does seem way more appropriate as if he was keeping Luke's secret that Luke was gay. Like, right. But it's just like, I feel like if you find out your girlfriend's ex-boyfriend's dad is gay, you could just be like, Hey, pretty fucking weird, but none of my business. I'm just going to throw this one in the, in the closet or whatever. And like, exactly. Just act fucking normal. Like why? Like, how is, how is that? How does this affect your life at all? Yeah, like he's acting like this is a total like mind fuck. Like I can't. So even... he's coming into the kitchen and Seth's like, "Hey, how was uh, hanging out with Luke?" And he's just giving eyes. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, nothing. He, he's I'm not, not hiding anything. Basically, Marissa's like flipping through a magazine like nothing happened. It would make more sense if Luke tried to kiss him, or Ooh. made or like made a move yeah. at his hand or something that would have made more sense oh and why that, he's always trying reaction. to fight him and yes. oh, oh my god yeah that's what i'm saying let's do you an know? oc rewrite and just like <laughs> can we get yeah that would have been way crowdsource. let's go fund me we can do this we'll get josh schwartz out of it or he'll he'll foot the bill and the three of us will redo it we got this yeah i mean it, there it could have been any scenario like the that shells, it makes sense now if, but you know. yeah, like yeah, it, it would have been way more effective. So it's like, I, yeah, again, like I never thought they were really going to do much more with Luke, but after this episode, it's kind of like I'm really in the I'm, mix. I'm really unsure. Like, does this mean like it seems like everyone who becomes an outsider like gets looped in with this fucking crew? So is like Luke going to start hanging around now? I- that's when I did. Luke just join the crew. <laughs> like, uh, is he? Uh, yeah, guys. Luke just joined the fucking crew. All right. <laughs> That's why it's my favorite ending is like each of them are going off saying like why they are like outsiders. And then Seth is like, you know, I'm still Seth Cohen. And then he skates <laughs> off and it's just it's all it's them. You know, the only yeah. couple that are missing are uh, Summer because she's still technically not an outsider. And Anna, because, I mean, she was just there as an outsider, I guess. And I don't know that she's a part of the crew yet, but either way. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It would have been. Well, I don't know. Yeah. it. I feel like there could like 
again, I don't know what the hell is going to happen with Luke, but like, even like if they are trying to like set up that like Luke's cool now and like he could like potentially be in the gang, like I feel like it would have been a way more interesting future to have him around if he's this gay character and like how that would go because he's still the same he's still the same fucking guy like if he was what i'm saying because then you could have him part of the crew and then you got some other gay character come in and then he's part of the crew and then i don't know like there's just more opportunities there like i don't know he's still luke a straight jockey kind of dude who's is what he is like learning opportunities Or like teens watching this yes. uh, at during this time period, I think Definitely. too. Where mm-hmm. people who are like, "Oh, that I like that Luke guy, he's cool," and then you see his coming out story, and you're like, "Oh, this Luke character who I identified with is now gay on my screen." What does like, that mean for me? The only benefit, the only benefit to it being, I guess, his dad is just with some of that progression you get with the whole Sandy and uh, Kirsten storyline, which we can talk about, but it's not, I'm oh. not saying that's, I'm not saying that's like a, a good enough reason for mm. it, but it does, it does like bookend that story. Like that B gonna, plot I mean, for this episode. I feel like the only reason they didn't, I, cause I can't think of any reason why you wouldn't just make Luke gay is uh, they left him on the table for like future love interests or something. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't think they needed a gay character in the show, but that doesn't make sense to me because at this time, that's what teen shows were doing. Every show had one, you know, it was uh-huh. that thing. And so. now, and now if they do it again, it's going to feel like weird. Or like not, not as impactful. I'm just saying like if oh. in like season two or something, they're like, mm. hey, a gay character, ah. it'll be like, oh, okay. Like it, it like I could see it having kind of the impact of like you kind of got this opportunity once and messed it up and now you're just kind of like doing it again. Man, another Jump. opportunity I want to take a sound <laughs> grab of and just play it back when we go to that. <laughs> Um, because man, yeah, well, because but, it's oh, not no. necessary. But you're not dealing with a teen here, so you're dealing with a teen, a teen who's finding out that his father is gay. So you're see, you are seeing a different view True. than what we yeah. might actually see now, which is we would probably in this day and age see a teen, you know, see it, you know, a teen go through that process. But it, seeing a teen see their father go through that that's a different perspective too it's not necessarily an opportunity lost like you are going to get to see luke um accept his father for who he is i hope maybe who knows i know they ended this episode where he seemed very like accepting. next episode he's gonna like teabag his dad and call him queer or something and push him <laughs> down the stairs <laughs> steal his lunch money yeah that says sounds sounds like good old luke yeah <laughs> But yeah, it again, like it did just seem kind of like an opportunity to like kind of tie back into the whole Sandy and Kirsten thing in terms of like a married, another married couple who has bigger secrets than the one that's dividing mm. uh, 
Sandy. Yeah, yeah. They kind of did. They're like, look, our stuff ain't so bad, huh? At least, uh, yeah. At least one of us isn't gay, but right? Yeah, oh, but, I, how I, but I, I do. I just like we gotta talk about that fucking scene with Sandy and Jimmy. Like oh. that scene. Oh, oh, that? Golf course? that scene was fucking. Didn't like, I say intense. was it last episode that I said that was like, gonna happen? Yes, but, you did, but Lacey. Gotta the, give you a shout out. Like <laughs> the the way that fucking uh Peter Gallagher played that fucking scene was, was like, like stoic. Yeah, and like there's this just yeah. like ominous like camera move like into him, and he's just like got that like gl- icy stare. It's just like, oh my god. It got fucking serious for a second. I'm like, Jimmy's about to get murdered in this moment <laughs> like, clubbed over the head but to sandy's credit again he plays it as cool as played ice cool. afterwards yeah but um played it cooler than me i would have knocked jimmy's fucking teeth out personally yeah just because like he's got it coming man you've been so nice to him so yeah he's like so nice to him and, and like yeah. and right after sandy's like i'll get the bill and jimmy's like ah man you know like yeah just my life's such a mess and like you're so great and like oh yeah sorry for you know like kissing your wife and that it's just like oh my god jimmy what the fuck are you doing shut your mouth and then and then sandy and and it and it it's even it hits even harder after the previous episode where sandy full-on denies uh rachel Mm. you know like yeah like because so, because because that's what they've been like teasing the audience with the past like however many episodes since Sandy got that job was like oh well Kirsten and J- and Jimmy thing. kiss but like oh yeah. Ra- Rachel is kind of flirting with him and they're like building up to it and then they finally get to that point and Sandy's like no <laughs> like no fucking yeah. like no way and then uh, Jimmy reveals the thing and then it's just like more it yeah it like hits harder because like sandy's definitely not in any type of wrong you know and well kirsten i don't just, know sandy ooh. doesn't exactly tell kirsten about rachel hitting on him so hard so hold on and that Here, is last week telling. i was asking i was asking would you even mention to your husband about going out to drinks with you know a partner yada yada and you're like no what no, because it wasn't, that's not, wasn't this, that's not what happened. What happened in the office was totally sure, different. Sure, but that's she how it started like was them going out to drinks. walking to him. Like, right. that's what I'm saying. Telling. It started at the Kirsten drinks. Kirsten had her ha- in her house for Thanksgiving. It started at the drinks. I'm just saying. I mean. You, make, <sighs> you, you, you lay it down, you throw it down at the drinks, you let the wife know, hey, hey, going out to drinks, there's nothing fancy for Nothing freaky going on. Just going to have some drinks. I feel like the two situations are like in the same ballpark, but I I do feel like it's, it's just like, okay. So with Kirsten, like her and Jimmy are in the same room together and Jimmy moves in and gets a kiss. Like, I don't, I didn't rewatch the scene right before this, but like it was a second. It was a couple seconds of a kiss, right? You know, like it was. Yeah, it was. Uh, You got a digit in there too, I think. I I feel like I feel like that was a situation where, depending on the. Wait, see, what is this hair? What are you doing right now? What is this look? (laughs) Thank you. Fix it. 
you're like nineties alternative <laughs> like rock girl cover. You just the bangs were in your face. I'm sorry, Nathaniel. It was distracting. Like okay, so I like I think that in in both Sandy's situation and that scene with Rachel and Kirsten's scene with Jimmy, Jim. The only real difference is that she let Jimmy get the kiss in, even though she backed off afterwards. In Sandy's situation, Rachel was going for the kiss and he like was able to stop it or like not even let it happen. So I don't know. I, I feel like there's enough room there to where they're different scenarios. In the divorce, who gets Seth? Where you want me to, an, to answer? Oh, well, I don't know. Hold on. I got, I got to get this like thought out. Like get thought out. Um, like with Sandy's thing, like, I don't know if I was in the workplace and like someone tried to make a move on me, but I was able to stop it before anything happened. Like if I knew in my heart a hundred percent that like I had no attraction or like feelings towards this person, I don't know that I would like, I don't know that I would need feel the need to go home and be like, Hey, uh, this person mm. made a move, but if that person was able to like fully land a kiss on me, then there would definitely be more like guilt there. Like this is something I probably should say. Hmm. I feel I feel like for me personally, that's the the I just line feel like I would with draw. Rachel, it's habitual, and the fact that it's not that she just made a move; it's that she continues to make moves and she makes little comments. Mm-hmm. You know, very that's inappropriate comments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But again, I mean, at the end of the day, also, like, Rachel is just this, like, new person at the office, and Jimmy is this, like, 20 plus year old, like, facts. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thing. Like, a kiss from Jimmy is. That means is, something more. It's just inherently. It, it's going to inherently carry way more weight than. Because, yeah, most like, definitely. Sandy is not going to, like, risk his whole fucking life uh for rachel but it's clear on a few occasions that like uh kirsten is willing to risk a lot for jimmy yeah that was good god i've never thought about the relationship of kirsten and jimmy this much like in all my watches thank you very much kind of makes a comment about that too right doesn't he say like a a road we've been on before or a, some, some little, you know, a, mm. well, Do you have the line written. I down? don't remember. It was something like, well, right, you know, right after, right when he's bringing it up to Kirsten, he says a road we've been on before, mm. well-worn or something like that. I forget what the exact line was, but he does say that to Kirsten um, when he's bringing up the whole, the whole kiss situation, mm. which made me realize that they've, They've had, you know, they've gone down this road before with Jimmy. They've had many conversations about Jimmy. Probably when he first moved in next door or something. <laughs> Probably. Shit. Like, Sandy's like, who the fuck is this? Who's this Jimmy? Yeah. Fucking Jimmy's out there with a the yearbook. Like, hey, what's up? Remember but, that? you know, but Jimmy's going to get with Rachel now or. <laughs> that, I mean, they're trying. That's some weird swinger shit. I don't know why Sandy and uh, Kirsten tried that tried hard. That, that hard. Yeah. yeah. That, that was. Fuck? And I liked how when Rachel got there, like Jimmy's just like, hey, like he like, is like just. 
When I was watching it, that's why I said you gave me Rachel energy. She had that wine glass. It just reminded me of you. I don't know why. Well, I, I don't know why either. I didn't get that. Um, I didn't yeah, get that. Rachel energy. You got it. But now you cut your hair, so now you got different energy. 90s. 90s yeah. 90s rock 90s star. 90s alternative energy. <laughs> the The last note that I had in my notes was just that I would love like a, a little arc or like a spinoff where Ryan and Luke are like vigilantes fighting homophobes <laughs> like yeah. in the street. That was a great scene. I was telling uh, my girlfriend while we were watching it, I pictured because it cut away right when the rest of the team shows up to beat them up. Uh, I would have loved it if it shows Ryan and Luke going back to back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like, you ready? <laughs> and they just like give each other a look like they did and they go back to back and they just start punching their way out of it. And it's like a crane shot. Yeah. And it circles around them and it's just fists flying. That would have been great. Yeah, I guess it was cut for budgetary reasons. I assume uh, when we when we do the reboot, that's we have to include that. We'll get a drone shot and everything. Uh, Lacey, any uh, any last lingering thoughts you want to throw out there from from these three episodes that we watched? Uh, I don't know. I mean, we didn't talk much. Um, about um marissa gimp mask what are you sorry (laughs) we don't need i mean we didn't talk much about marissa but i did have some thoughts about her uh, okay you know let's get into her um sort of um again with her addiction problems um addictions what are we talking about i'm talking about the way that she just jumped you know she wasn't about having sex with ryan she gets upset she has some you know, she's all upset and then is like, all right, let's do it. Let's have sex because she's upset and needs to. So she, I think she has some real problems with regulating her emotions. And, mm. you know, but didn't we all when we were 16? I know I did. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Lazy I wasn't freak. I was a late whoa, bloomer. Whoa. So this is like all out of my world at 16. So, oh, OK, all right. Okay. <laughs> we are falling back on the hey, but they're just 16 thing a lot. With a lot yeah. of these things, I feel like it's an easy, it's an easy. <laughs> we I just feel like we have to remember the hormones of it all. You that's know? true. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah that's when, true. When we're trying to remember the mindset of these characters, we're thinking as like fully formed adults with our regular ass brains, and these quote unquote teens are being written as you know horny ass kids. Yeah, I mean, but it seems like red flag behavior for Marissa. She. Mm. You know, it, it it wasn't like a like it was so she's upset and then she decided to make that decision about her sexual life. And it's like, well, I don't know. So do you want to track the decline of Marissa Cooper's mental and uh, emotional health? Yeah, let's do that. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. Starting now. I mean, we've no. already we've seen it. She OD'd in TJ. Uh what else so what, what number are we starting at? Where are we? I mean, this girl's Shit, already man. at rock bottom. I know. She already OD'd. She already OD'd, man. That's a 10. Uh, if that's the baseline for Marissa, I don't know. We got to go and state. Like, it feels... We'll figure it out. We'll figure out a number scale. We'll, we we got to get we gotta get going on some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you want to talk about before I dip into the next episodes? Nope, nope. That's it. All right, guys. Um, so these next three episodes that we will be watching are uh, 
the best Chrismica ever, the countdown, and the third wheel. So, as always, any predictions for these three episodes that we will be watching? Um, so, I mean, the first one is clearly going to be a Christmas episode. Um, in terms of Whoa. what? Uh, a why cri- do you think? A, well, a Christmas, a holiday episode. There we go. Thank um, you. But um, in terms of like what drama is going to be unfolding uh, while the, the holiday festivities ensue, I don't know that I can make that prediction. I assume like they just did. I feel they just did Seth's whole like love triangle thing on the Thanksgiving episode. So I feel like they wouldn't necessarily retread those same steps again with the, the holiday episode, but I feel like they'll do something. There's got to be something with Seth, something with Ryan Marissa. I'm sure Ryan's going to have a whole fucking thing where he's like, oh, what do I, I've never had a girlfriend at Christmas. What am I supposed to get her? <laughs> you know, type of thing. And Seth's going to be like, oh, you got to get her something fucking expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to, yeah, it's going to be the, uh, the date Set him all up over to fail. again. Yeah. Yeah. That was a great little bit where uh, I forgot we talked, or we didn't talk about that with their first date. And uh, Seth was saying uh, how it's going to be a night she'll never forget. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know. I guess that's my. Who, who, Wait, knows? who knows? Uh, what were the episodes again? Uh, the best Christmas ever, the countdown and oh, the countdown. third wheel. Uh, I don't, I think the count, well, countdown's going to be New Year's, right? So New Year's party and, hmm. um, I don't know. They're going to, you know, go to a party. Okay, <laughs> cool. Party, party. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Any idea about the third wheel? Uh, Anna's going to be the third wheel. Hmm. You know, Rachel, Rachel, Rachel and Anna. Some third Rachel. wheel action. That would be four wheels. Lacey. I mean, if no, they're both third I mean wheels. in their respective storylines. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, then who is Rachel the third wheel of? She's going to go end up in some scenario with, I don't know, Sandy and oh, Kirsten. Right. Well, <laughs> but I guess they situation. already went to Thanksgiving together. So I'm not good at the gap. I don't know. I'm going to read <laughs> I'm going to read the little things beforehand do from not, now on. Do not. No, they give off way too many spoilers. Way too many. Um, I will say that uh, we meet a very divisive character coming up in these next three episodes. These next three episodes start um, a very interesting arc in the OC that, you know, I mean, well, We'll see. We'll see what happens. You guys are going to have some feelings. You're going to have some thoughts. So I uh, can't wait. Can't wait to see what you guys think. Yeah. Yep. All right, guys. Um, so once again, this has been Wasteland High. Thank you very much for listening. Until next time. Adios. Bye. Bye.